0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts.
1: To the end zone. It's time shot! Oh, my goodness.
0: The mark of fantasy excellence. Yes. It's time for a You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. All right, welcome back for our number three of Toronto Experts in the morning. We're on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Giving you a preview uh, of the NL East, we were just talking a little uh, Phillies action here with George. We were talking a little uh, uh, Caesar Hernandez, uh, Scott Kingery. Of course, they just uh, added as well uh, what is uh, who is considered uh, the uh, the top uh, catcher in baseball, George J T
1: Riamuto. Yeah, is interesting, right? Because uh, I think he is the top catcher in baseball. I do. Uh, and, uh, I know we keep beating this to death, but this ballpark's a band box, especially compared to what he was hitting in. Mm-hmm. So I've, uh, you know, my last couple of drafts, I've come around to the conclusion that maybe he's not such a bad early pick. Well, Mm. mainly in two catcher leagues, not in one catcher leagues. That's you see, yes. Right. In one catcher leagues, I'll wait forever. I'll take Robinson Mm -hmm. and in the last round. I don't care. Uh, But in two catcher leagues, I get it. You know, maybe he does give you a significant advantage, but it still comes down to, you know, catchers. They get hit with foul balls. They get hit with bats. They get hit with runners. They have to squat a million times during the summer where it's, you know, blazing hot Philadelphia, very hot. And it Mm -hmm. takes a wear and tear on their body, and they're going to get one day off a week. You know, uh, it's sort of like taking a tight end early in football. That's what it reminds me of. Is it worth it to do that? You know, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I do have saw uh, Romuto in at least two leagues that I can think of. One is, once again, where I draft him as a minor leaguer. You know, so he came up through the minor leagues. I've, that's funny. I hate catchers. Yet in that league, that uh, that wire 40-man league, I have Romuto and Sanchez. Once again draft for them both as minor leaguers and so when they graduated hey I had two great catches worked out for me uh, mm-hmm. just to, you know it's, it's funny how that league works and it's funny oh, when I, I would they have these two when players. they graduated <laughs> that, that's right, when they graduate <laughs> you know so the, and they graduated with honors for me. Sanchez but have a good year this year um, so I, I'm I'm torn here. I don't like taking catches early. I just don't for all the reasons I mentioned. You know, you know he's going to get 20 games off. And Relmuto, think about it. Won't have the option in, in Miami. They would sometimes give him a half day off. Yeah, where he didn't catch, when he played first base. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen in Philadelphia. He got Hoskins there. Yeah, you know, when he gets his day off, he's getting his day off. So I I do worry about that somewhat. Bottom line is this: I'm I, I did try it in a league or two yeah one was a mock and one was a live league so I do have a uh, in two live leagues but and i I have to admit and when i uh, the league I, I did take him in I still don't mind mind my team sometimes you hate I hate my team as take get catch early I didn't mind my team but mm-hmm. I'm still I still feel like I did the wrong thing <laughs> you because know, I passed up on a, a regular everyday player maybe it works out for me yeah you know, maybe it doesn't I think it really comes down to your comfort level here there's nothing wrong with the player i think would it shock me if he hits 30 home runs this year no Bats over 300, none of this was shocking. I think he's going to have a a bang up year. And if he does, then it worked out fine. But Mm -hmm. I did give up another uh, very good player for him. He has to have that kind of year. This is one of those things where you know, sometimes, Joe, when we make the analysis, we make the analysis, it doesn't work out, all right, fine. Everything I did was correct, the results were wrong. Mm -hmm. That happens in what we do. This is where it has to work out for me. Because if if, if Romulo doesn't work out for me, then I knew better. I knew better than to do it. It's this is my fault, so I took a little bit of a chance, a little bit of a gamble. It's generally I don't like the gamble. I just don't. I like to stick my draft philosophy and and go with it. It works for me, and I know how mm-hmm. I'm going to draft. Generally, I'm my draft is competitive. You know, it's good draft. And now it, uh, my draft the always The draft can't lose, can't win you, or generally lose you a league. You know, mm-hmm. your draft is your draft. It can lose you if you're terrible, but it can't win you a league. It's, a, it's right. a good starting point. Now, that's the way my draft always is. It's always the moves you make during the year and staying healthy. That really those two most important things. Uh, mm-hmm. One, obviously, you can't control. One, you can control. control. Yes. So, mm-hmm. but RealMuto, Real to me, is a little bit of a gamble here. I've gone away from my strategy, away from my comfort zone. Right now, I had to change things up. And I'm curious to see how this thing uh, ends up I am. So, I, I really don't have any issue with somebody taking RealMuto in round five or whatever it might be. But, uh it still makes me a little nervous.
2: Yep. And by far, uh, especially in two catcher leagues, I mean, you, you know, there's just nothing out there. We keep on saying this week after week, but uh, uh, like you, I'm c- conservative when it comes to, you know, constructing my team, you know, any hint of, uh, of an injury, I, I avoid uh, the players. So we, we, we share that, but uh, hey, you, you know, you don't like to gamble on like uh, uh, on uh, creating your fantasy team, but you'll you'll put a bet on a game or two. I, I've heard uh, that about you, uh, and you'll be talking to Camp Stewart about that uh, weekend fantasy update uh, coming up. Uh, the, the little season. ironies of my life. Exactly, right? <laughs> so uh, before we move on for the Phillies, uh, starting pitching, Aaron Nola, basically he's moving into, uh, into that – that top tier. I don't know if he's already made it into your top tier, George, because I know you like to tier. Uh, but uh, no questions about the uh, draft and NOLA. Uh, Jake Arietta I uh, suppose he was pitching hurt last season, uh, lost a couple of miles off his fastball after 2016, really hasn't gotten it back. But uh, I guess more we'll say call him an innings eater. But I wanted to talk about Nick Pavetta, what you thought about him. Uh, 4.77 ERA last year. Uh, ERA uh, estimators uh, like FIP and XFIP put it his ERA just under under four, uh, you know his uh, line drive rate against went down, which is about a percentage point. So that's a good thing. There, there's some good things uh, to look at when you look at his peripheral numbers. His chase rate uh, against went up by about three percentage points. The swinging strike rate went up. Uh, average velocity slightly higher. Uh, what are we thinking about Pavetta? Are you thinking maybe a little upside out of Pavetta this year? Sure.
1: The problem with the you know, really, the pitch in Philadelphia, you need to be great to really mm-hmm. survive that ballpark. You know, Nola is that pitcher. He'll, I think he can survive the ballpark. You know, a Max the type to ground, they, they could survive any ballpark where they'll be, be okay, okay. Here, I don't know if Pivetta is that kind of pitcher. So his ERA, his ratios are always going to suffer a little bit because of the ballpark he plays in. You know, so uh, that's that's a problem for me. You know, that's just a problem. That's why he goes where he goes. I do think uh, his you know his value probably could be two, three rounds better if he was pitching in Washington or, you know, city field. You know, like a pitcher's ballpark, but he's pitching in one of the best hitters' ballparks in the majors. And it's probably top five. I mean, really, who, mm-hmm. what ballparks would you take it with Philadelphia to hit in? Colorado, of course. Texas? Mm-hmm. Sure. After that, they're right up there with anybody else. Now, you know, people are going to say Yankee Stadium, but Philadelphia hits well to all fields, not just right field. Right. Center and left, too. You know, that's why Fenway, sure, we got the, the monster, but Fenway plays pretty neutral once so, you uh, go away from the, the monster there. Same thing with Yankee Stadium. Philadelphia is plus all fields. All fields. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever the White Sox call their home stadiums now, uh, now would be one of the top five as well. Toronto, the ball falls, uh, flies out of there. Sure, okay, Camden yep. Yards. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's one of the, bottom line it's one of the best parks to, uh, to pitch in, which is why I tend to avoid their pitchers. Uh, to hit him, by the way. I tend to avoid mm-hmm. their pitches outside of the great ones. Like I said, Nola, I, I have no problem with Nola. Everybody else, I have an issue with. They get downgraded a little bit for me because of that ballpark.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, good point. So uh, let's take a look at the Phillies bullpen.
2: Uh, Gabe Kapler, uh Interesting use of uh, his bullpen last year. Uh, we have uh, they added David Robertson, uh, but I, I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to be the main closer. But you would, you're the closer guru. You got to tell us. Uh, you, st- you still have uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Hector Nieris, Pat Niesek. These guys have all uh, got saves last year. So w- what do you think that? Uh, how does this uh, bullpen in uh, Philadelphia
1: break down? Well, Niesek's no no threat to anybody. Uh, okay. You're not worried about him. Nieris is a failed closer. You know, so that odds are he's okay. Sir Anthony Dominguez is probably a better pitcher than Robertson. The problem is that he can't go back-to-back days. At least he mm-hmm. couldn't last year. That was his big issue last year. On uh, the first day, yeah, he was lights out. No one was touching him. Second day in a row, all of a sudden he's a, just a completely different pitcher. Now, once again, he's a young player. Maybe he will have figured out whatever the issue was—stamina, strength, whatever it might be—and he fixed it during the off season. Like I said, I don't—I don't think there's much doubt in my mind that Dominguez is a better pitcher at this point in their careers than Robertson. But mm-hmm. Robertson's done this before; he's been successful before. Had a solid year with the Yankees the last couple of years. I think this is Robertson's job to lose. You know, uh, if I'm uh, if I'm drafting, I'm certainly drafting Robertson, and he's going way too late. Uh, I got mm-hmm. sniped the uh, sniped the other day in a draft. I was annoyed that uh, he was like around I think around fifteen, sixteen. He was still there. I didn't even need a closer. I'd already had two lockdown closers, and he was still there. And I was I'll, I'll take he a can never closer. have too the many, problem. right? Yeah. Right? Can never have too many. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at the very least, he protects your ratios. Uh, but he uh, and he went. Uh, but like I said people don't trust him. You can wait a little bit longer to get Robertson. I think he'll be fine. I do. Mm-hmm. And there is there some gamble? Absolutely. You know, because Robertson could fail. You know, Dominguez gets a shot there. Things haven't worked out. Philadelphia seems to have closer problems for a while now. Maybe Once again, it's the ballpark. You are going to get up some home runs, and mm-hmm. they could tie some games here. But I'm comfortable with Robertson as my second to third closer. Gotcha. So what are we thinking about this over-under win
2: total for the Phillies? And uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's similar in terms of these better teams are just going to beat each other up a little bit. But uh, 89 is the over-under win total uh, for the Phillies. So Do you th- like the over or the under in this
1: to let you know how crazy this is, Cam and I were talking about the Philadelphia Phillies and they're over/under oh, at least a month ago, and it was mm-hmm. 83 at one point. That's how much mm-hmm. has gone up over the past couple wow. of uh, over the past month. And at 83, I'm like, I-, I love this. I'll take the over easy at 83, yeah. easy at 83, mm-hmm. because I-, I knew you. I mean, most of us knew that Philadelphia was going to sign one of Harper or Machado, and okay. I really yeah. I thought they'd sign one, and I thought they'd sign uh, Keiko Kimbrell as well. And it seems mm-hmm. like they're not going to do that. Uh, but I thought they would sign one of those two uh, as well, and I love the over. So I took the over at, 80, I think it was 83.5. Uh, now we're at 89. Ugh. Boy, if there's one team in this division that I do like uh, them to win, I'll take Philadelphia. I'll go over here. I think they do win this division. I think they win 91, 92 games here. So I'll take the over. But it, it's, a, it's a decently high number for the Philly, but I'll, I'm going to go with the over.
2: Why do you like them better than the Nationals? Is it... Uh... The offense, or just a feeling? I mean, because it could be a feeling. I don't, you know. I mean, because I think they're pretty evenly matched.
1: Well, the offense is good. They're going to hit. I mm-hmm. mean, they're uh, mm-hmm. they're just going to hit. You probably like the National starting staff more, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin—that's a nice top three. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly can't match that. You might say Philly has a better overall staff. You know, we had an Eflin and Velasquez. Certainly some upside there, better than Sanchez and. Uh, um, Ellickson for Washington, so mm-hmm. you certainly might like that better here. Uh, the bullpens, you know, they're probably about even Robertson, Dominguez, Doolittle, do Rosenthal, you know, nearest there might give a slight edge here to Philadelphia in the bullpens. I think they're both right, good right. teams. I just think Philadelphia, I think they're gonna, uh, I like the, what they've added. I, uh, you know, you add mm-hmm. Harper, there's so much buzz going on here. You move Hoskins back to where he should be, McCutcheon, Segura. Mm-hmm. I do think they're a pitcher short of being a diamond team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they once again a lot of teams could say this there's no aces out there to go get. But a lot uh you know, that that's their issue here. The biggest I think they'll hit, Washington will pitch. You know, so it's a combination of what you want there. I think they'll both be close. I think it's gonna be a great divisional run here. You throw yeah, the Braves yeah. here, the Mets who we're gonna talk about in a bit, I think that the National League mm-hmm. East is going to be a blast this season. Yeah. You mentioned Keiko. Where the heck do you think this
2: guy ends up? I mean, Gio signed the minor league deal with the Yankees, right? Uh, and uh, you know, if, uh, he has that option there. If he's not on the, the roster, what is it? Is it April twentieth? I think that he can he opt out. I think that. Uh, but look, I mean, Keiko, man, I know he's probably working out, but uh, there's no uh, he, he, without being on a team and, and working with a pitching coach and and whatnot.
1: I mean, this is getting concerning for uh, for Keiko, no? Extremely concerning. <laughs> All right, we do know he's well. We we assume he's working out as well so does, uh, you know Scott Boras's agent say throw an 80 pitch uh, game the other day. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. What's he gonna say? Mm-hmm. You know what what was the analogy he used? He's eating cupcakes. He's not gonna say that. Of course, he's gonna mm-hmm. say he's working out. He's in great shape. That's what his job is. Uh, whether he's lying or not. Uh, as for Keiko, the problem is right now it's March 24th. You sign Keuchel now, you're not getting him till May. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't care. You know, we saw Gio Gonzalez is working out, too. He got lit up. He got crushed yesterday in his Mm -hmm. Grapefruit League game for the Yankees. So he's not ready yet. It's going to take some time. Uh, I mean, where is he going to end up? I don't know. I just don't know. Right now, it might take an injury to a contending team where he goes there. I do wonder mm-hmm. if that's it, Joe. Where he needs an injury right now. Uh, his contract demands were uh, they were out of whack for his type mm-hmm. of pitcher. There, they they always were, and I don't think that's changed any there. So I think he's got some problems. I think he needs an injury from somebody.
2: Mm. All right. Well, uh, move on to uh, your favorite team, the Mets, who uh, finished last year seventy-seven and eighty-five. are over-under I have 85 eighty-five and a half. A uh, team that uh, obviously uh, just like a. The majority of the NL East has some uh, chance to, to make some noise here. I liked what the, they came out with with the, what they did with Pete Alonso, uh, where he's going to start the season in the bigs. But uh, I, you know, as far as I could find out, I didn't see any indication as to whether or not uh, they've just given him the first base job and how much uh, uh, Dominic Smith uh, might. You know, Mike, how many at bats he might get. I mean, have you seen anything with that in terms of is
1: is Alonso just going to be the everyday first baseman? You know, it's funny. Uh, I think the Mets may have made a mistake here, and generally wow. I'd be on the okay. other, other side of this. I think mm-hmm. Alonso ready. Yeah, no doubt he's ready, but I would have kept him down to get that extra year, mainly because mm-hmm. then I, you could have Dominic Smith play every day and maybe establish some trade value here. Mm. You know, instead. I imagine Alonzo's going to play over Smith. I mean, he's the better player. And now Smith just rots on the bench. And once again, no trade value. Mm-hmm. This is what I would have done if I was the Mets. I think, it would, uh, once again, two birds, one stone. You know, you, uh, you keep him for the extra year. the service time thing with Alonzo. Even though I, I truly don't worry about this sort of thing. And it might be fixed in the next CBA anyway. Mm-hmm. But you keep him for the point. extra yeah. year with Alonzo. Mm-hmm. And you try to build up Dominic Smith, who's having a, a very – a solid spring training, good spring training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so th- that's what I would have done here if I was the Mets. They didn't. I don't mind them using Alonzo, By the way, because you're going to play him. I think the vi- this division is going to be close enough where you want your best players on the field full time here, and Alonzo day. is mm-hmm. that player. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. miss the play. The, you know, you don't. You don't want to miss the playoffs by a game and realize, oh, you know, we didn't start Alonzo for three weeks. We would have had him in those eighteen games. We might have won that game, which is true. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I get that too. So in some ways, the Mets couldn't go wrong here.
2: Yeah, And I, I know it's always a business decision in terms of when uh, these teams decide whether or not they're going to actually start the season with these youngsters on their you know, starting uh, opening day roster. But, you know, taking, you know, a, a young player out of their comfort zone. I mean, they're used to, you know, being with the same guys. Right. And then all of a sudden they, they have a hot spring and then having them, you know, start the season down in AAA—I I think you could just really throw a monkey wrench into things for them. But uh, I know it's a business. It's a business, George. It is. We hear that all the time, right? It's a business. Mm-hmm. And it certainly is. Yeah. yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down the Mets. Listening to the Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chip bringing us back. This is Molly Hatcher, right, George? Nope. No idea. Flirting with disaster? I like this tune. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're experts in the morning. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Angle breaking down the NL East. We're uh, talking Mets. We were just talking a little bit. Pete Alonso. Uh, you know, I was looking at the, you know, the Mets... Uh, outfield here and i didn't realize uh, what an obp beast uh brandon nemo was uh, last year 2018 263 batting average 17 home runs nine stolen bases uh believe in my tg fbi i got sniped on him because uh, he's going late but uh, when you look at what he has had an opportunity to provide you with uh, some power a little speed uh last year 404 on base
1: percentage uh you know a pretty decent player there george Oh, no, he is a pretty decent player with some upside there. He's also a guy last year watching the Met games who's going to get himself killed. Because if he keeps (laughs) leaning that elbow in and taking those uh, hit-by-pitcher on purpose, someone's going to throw that at him. It's just going to be a matter of time until that happens here. I think it was at least one, maybe two instances last year where the umpire didn't award him the base because of what Mm -hmm. he was doing. So it became very, very obvious that he was leaning in trying to get hit. And like I said... You know, uh, he's the kind of guy who wouldn't survive in the olden days. You know, Don Drysdale, uh, Bob right, they get him off the they plate. Would, they yeah. would have killed him. They would have mm-hmm. absolutely killed him. Uh, Roger Clemens killed him. Nowadays, you don't see that as much here, but it'll happen. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of time. The way my philosophy is, you want to get hit so much, here you go. You know, if uh, I don't. I just I don't like that. That's not the. I think that's a cheesy way to do it. Uh, but once again, that's would be, a, be a, uh, a worry that eventually someone will connect with him. But I like the player. I mean, he's got a uh, little bit of everything. You know, he should have a full-time job. You never really trust the Mets with these things. You never know what they're <laughs> I know. thinking. He is, yeah, I can't. Okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they're more stable now than in past years. But uh, it's hard to trust the Mets on what they might do. Yeah. So, uh, But I do like the player. I think he gives you a little bit yeah. of everything. You can get him late, which is always nice. Yeah. Emerging power, I mean, hard
2: hit rate uh, creeping up last season to the highest of his career, uh, a little over 37%. Uh, Like I said, he could give you uh, a few stolen bases as well. Uh, great on base percentage guy, 14.3 walk per nine, uh, so far in 683 at bats So, uh, you know, someone to, to look at it, your drafts, uh, Brandon Nemo, uh, another guy who's, uh, hey, I tell you, you know, as a Yankee fan, you know, you and I would we kind of, well, at least me, I can't speak for you, you know, uh, I don't hate the Mets, but we, we like it when the Yankees are better than the Mets. But the Mets are developing a nice little core here with uh, Ahmad Rosario as well. 2018, uh, average wasn't that great, 256, but nine home runs, 24 stolen bases. Uh, he Fifty-eight games uh, leading off, eighty-nine games uh, batting seventh or lower. I guess that'll uh, determine, uh, you know, h- how much of uh, uh, an impact he can make on the on the uh, base paths. But twenty-four stolen bases, obviously uh, a good stolen base guy, uh, merging offensive skills. It's forty-one percent chase rate. That's a bit concerning. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Ahmed Rosario?
1: I think what you know. As a Yankee fan, and I, I, I was kidding you, about the boo before. I couldn't care less about the Mets. As far as mm-hmm. rooting for them to do bad, the, the Mets mean nothing to the Yankees. We play <laughs> them four times a year, so you have to hate them four times a year. Other than that, uh, it's it's all about fantasy for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have met players on my team. I need them to play well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I have Cano uh, I said in a, a bunch of leagues, so I need him to hit. You know, I have uh, Th- uh, Thor. I have Mats. I have uh, Wheeler on lots of teams, so I need these guys to hit. Uh, or pitch. That's just the way it is. I root for my fantasy team. I don't really really don't root against the Mets. So I want the Yankees to be better than them. I want the Yankees to be better than everybody. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right, but it has nothing right. to do with the Mets. I, I never understand the hatred between the Mets. You play, I said the Yankees play them four times each year. I'll hate them during those four times. I think it's silly that the Yankees don't play the Mets during spring training. You know, the yeah, are the I don't Raiders get that. Florida. You're right. It's, it's just silly. The fans want it. Mm-hmm. Right? The fans want to see it. We have better ratings on the TV, so you think the Yankees would want it. Uh, so I, I've never understood that. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's just silly. As for a Rosario, I, I like him. I do. I think there's some upside there. You can get him as a middle infielder. You don't have to get him as mm-hmm. a starter. And I think right. there's a def- some power upside. Once again, was a prospect, a, a, a good size prospect there. So uh, I think you'll, you'll be okay there. And the fact that you can get him later... I think is great, mm-hmm. which I, I always like guys. I, I think there's some value there when you can get him. And would 20 home runs surprise me? No, it wouldn't. You know, I think he, he could hit that. You know, power, uh, not right not, away. But in a he's not going maybe, to, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think he can, right. he can hit that. Bottom line is, but I mm-hmm. think he's going to steal you some bases, which is what I'm looking for. I keep yeah. saying this over and, and over else. Later in my yeah. drafts, I look for guys who can steal stolen bases. He's a middle infield that can steal stolen bases, who I think will get better. Has upside in other mm-hmm. categories as well where maybe you can have a fantasy average-average. I mean, not going to hurt mm-hmm. me, not going to help me. Power, yeah, you know, I imagine a 12 to 15 range around, around there. I like the Rosario. I like the upside.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's a few players on this Mets team I like. Obviously, I mentioned Pete Alonso, uh, Jeff McNeil, going to start the season playing third base. Uh, is also going to have that uh, second base eligibility from last season. Kind of a late bloomer, I guess. Right, good contact hitter. Doesn't strike out much. Uh, a little bit of power, which emerged out of nowhere last season. Uh, George and I, and ended up. Uh, he's on one of my teams so far, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, discount the fact that I might take him in uh, another couple of these leagues that I'm, I'm drafting this week. But uh, that that power came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, but uh, he'll hit for average and and uh,
1: 380 on base percentage in the minors. So the guy, uh, disciplined hitter. He did come out of nowhere. He was not a prospect. it's not a big time prospect. And all of a sudden, the yeah. uh, guy developed. We see this all the time in baseball. I mean, uh, you know, it's, a, uh, it's sort of a guessing game in the draft of who's going to emerge and who's not. Uh, and McNeil was someone, you know, they, they didn't really see this from. Our problem with McNeil is this what's going to happen when everyone's healthy? Where's he going to play? He's sort of that super utility guy. We don't know if he, if he can succeed in the outfield, we have no idea. And you know, the Mets yeah. don't know. You know, and Suspettis, yeah, maybe he's back left. in the All-Star break. Maybe he's not back in mm-hmm. the All-Star break. Who knows with Suspettis. But uh, what if left field doesn't work out for him? He can't play the outfield. Then there's no spot for him. The Mets already have uh, too many infielders for less spots. With or without McNeil, I said Dominic Smith is an extra. Jed Lowry is an extra. You know, so uh, it's, it's going to be a problem here. So McNeil will be an extra if he can't play the outfield. If he can play the outfield, well, then you're pretty solid there until, until suspends if and when he returns, which, let's face it, we have doubts about this. You know, sure. maybe it's the All-Star break, <laughs> maybe it's 2020, who the hell knows. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So you'd, you'd be okay, you worry about the problem then half a season from now. But uh, like I said, if you can't play the outfield, well, you pretty much have a wasted guy here
2: that's important for him to get off to a, a good start. I mean, that uh, would eliminate any concerns because if the guy's hitting, <laughs> you know, they're going to find a way to, hopefully, I mean, it is the Mets, but uh, and they do, do some strange things, but uh, they should find a way to get his uh, lineup in there, uh, his bat in the lineup if he's uh, hitting well. Uh, Robinson Cano, on a lot of your teams, like you said, I mean, uh, I was looking for all reasons to uh, avoid him uh, based on, you know, the the PED suspension from last year. But look, this guy, uh, came back. And, uh, in 80 games after that suspension, you just did what he always does. I mean, the guy looks like he still has a lot left. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, 285, 20 home run season, not out of the question, uh, a highest hard hit rate of his career at 41.5 and still basically
1: generally affordable in fantasy drafts. He better have a lot left, right? For the Mets to take on yeah. that contract. He better have a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, the, the Mets are uh, – they're praying that the age comes in the National League because he's made for that in a couple of years. Yes. Uh, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll need to put him there. He can hit. And you said he can hit. All right. So I, I'm not really worried about him hitting. Uh, he did fall in drafts. The uh, second base is not deep, yet, he still fell. I mean, he was hitting home runs in Seattle. Not like Citi Field's all that much worse, if any worse, mm-hmm. as far as the hitters parkers go. So I'm not, I'm not truly worried about that. I did the, the average will be plus. You know, he's having a very good spring. I think the reason why he fell is simple. People think, well, the reason why he uh, he played so well throughout his career was steroids, and then he finally got caught. I find that a little hard to believe. Although that there is some fire there. There's been some rumors that that's why uh, Cashman didn't make all that much of an effort to resign him because mm-hmm. he knew this. You know, maybe yes, maybe no. I I think it was the contract. and Cashman knew this was going to be a you know a bonehead contract at the end of the. At the, at the end of it, where he's not going to live up to what he's making when he's 38, 39 years old. Uh, but once again, you do worry that. But I also have, I find it difficult to believe that you know, is this is the first time he got caught. What, they never tested him? They test everybody. He just got stupid all of a sudden? No, I, I think the steroids probably started a little <laughs> later, and he was just dumb about it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, what about Michael Conforto? Five home runs this spring. Uh, last year started uh, the season a little slow. It was recovering from uh, shoulder surgery, but still uh, at the end was able to put up some uh, pretty good power numbers. Uh, 28 home runs, 82 uh, runs batted in and 543 at-bats. Uh, needs to hit a little better against that curve. Batting average against the curve, 150. The change, 211. Uh, slide at 221. Uh you know, what are we thinking about him? I mean, the power is real, right? I mean, uh, and you look basically last season, uh, he got better as the season wore on uh, as he continued to uh, heal from uh, his off-season surgery. I mean, 273 batting average and a 539 slugging percentage in the second half. I mean, uh, you think that 2019 is going to be his full uh, coming out
1: party? I do, I do. I think he's going to have a big, uh, big season here once well, again, assuming health. Last year the Mets brought him back too early from the shoulder injury, and that's not all on the Mets, by the way. He wanted to play. Uh, uh, he wants to play also here. I think he's fully healthy now. We're seeing what he can do. I think 25 plus home runs is coming. You know, I, I do. So I think that's going to be fine here. I wouldn't shock me if it's a plus average. I think everything's plus plus plus. I think this is one mm-hmm. of the. Uh, I don't want to throw around the words upcoming stars in baseball, but he is becoming that kind of player. Whereas it would be a household name, a guy you want on your team, can do everything. Now, yes, he does have problems with the curve. He does have problems with his left-handed pitching at times, but that's not surprising. I just think he's going to get better and better.
2: Yeah. Uh, J.D. Davis doesn't have a job right now. But, I mean, if there is such a thing as a sleeper, and you know, we know that they're really, with so much information being out there, uh, basically a, a guy, uh, power hitter, uh, career 53.8% ground ball rate is a bit concerning. But uh, if the Mets get in trouble, have some injuries, I mean, the guy has played first base, third base, outfield in his career. Uh, I think he's just a guy that maybe uh, we should keep on our radar as someone that uh, we could look as a filler down the road. Just keep him on your watch list.
1: Uh, listen, uh, watch this is always important. I do use them on my fantasy teams, guys I want to keep an eye on, uh, guys maybe first to pick up when I have it, my injury or I have an underperforming player. Uh, maybe that, uh, you know, in my draft, Joe, let, you know, a 27th, 28th pick in my league is generally a board throws. See if I can hit a bull. So I, I may have it's in Forrest Whitley, you know, a top prospect for the Houston Astros because I know their starting staff has some issues thinking he'll get called up eventually. Now, I wouldn't expect him to get called up until June. And I know damn well, odds are I'm not going to be able to hold on to that roster spot. But maybe I don't suffer right. injuries. Maybe things are going well and I can hold on to Whitley. You know That's mm-hmm. what I use here. And it's great if it works out. But if not, these are the guys that I've, I'm going to move on to pretty quickly. Move on from mm-hmm. pretty quickly move on from yes good point there uh what Mets starting pitching uh on paper
2: real good i mean uh steven mats has kind of fallen uh, to the wayside again uh but uh zach wheeler i mean i'm believing in him uh, fine spring uh good second half to last season i mean everyone basically knows about him no secrets right fully recovered from tommy john surgery but you are the closer guru so uh edwin diaz man look at his numbers man are, are you concerned about edwin diaz after having a
1: uh, you know season basically for the ages last year? Um, I'm, con- I'm not concerned about Diaz. I think he's going to be top closers. Someone who, I'd, uh, if I'm grabbing a closer early, he'd be one of the top two guys, either him or uh, training. No issues with him whatsoever. I know Familia is back there, but he'll be a setup man. He's not going to uh, really threaten for that job. I have no issues with Diaz.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Um, so what are we thinking in terms of their over-under, uh, George? Uh, I believe it was 85 uh, around there. I said, I I, mm-hmm. I love this. I love this pitching staff. DeGrom, Cindergard, mm-hmm. Wheeler, Matt be I know Matt's been getting lit up in spring training, but if you figure things out, yeah, Vargas is a uh, you know, a nobody at the, the fifth spot, and I think they should look to upgrade that. But uh, they hitting should be better, right? think that are no, no longer going to be losing two one games. Then with they, Jacob DeGrom problem last year where they couldn't score any runs for him, that shouldn't be as big an issue this year. So I like the Mets. I think A five right about. I'm going to take the over here.
2: Hmm. Okay. All right. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, should we talk about the Marlins at uh, sixty-three and ninety-eight?
1: Sixty-three over under. You initially said under. Oh, I'll stand by that. I'm. I'm going under. Uh, I think they're mm-hmm. terrible. They play. In, I said they play in a really, really tough division. Remember, that's seventy-six games they got to play against the Braves, Nats, Mets, and Phillies. That's rough. <laughs> that's so mm-hmm. rough. You know, I don't know how many games they can win, though. See, so, yeah, I'll take the under easily of uh, 63. Yeah, there's got to be some
2: redeeming qualities on this team, right? L- Lewis Brinson, uh, former top ranger and uh, brewer prospect, five home runs this spring, uh, fifty almost 52% fly ball rate last season. Uh, I mean, this guy has an underlying uh, tremendous skill set. I mean, uh, hampered uh, by a hip injury last season, that might have hurt him a little bit. Uh, post-hype sleeper for you, Lewis Brinson? Gotta be
1: something we could find here. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you're looking at the team here, they're they're rebuilding, we know that, right? I mean they have a whole bunch of ex Yankees on the team, Neil Walker, Stalin Castro, Curtis Granderson. Uh, I mean there's some issues there. You're looking around here, they be- <coughs> excuse me. They better hope Britson turns out to be something. I mean they really yeah. better hope.
2: Yeah. Thinking about because what they traded away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody else. There's there's <laughs> just nobody else.
2: Well, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Jorge Alfaro, dealing with a little bit of a knee issue too. I mean, I was talking about the it, hitting. It, it and is how you get to the
1: pitching? I, I, I uh, love Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. Okay. Sandy Alcantara, okay. he might be something. He's in the Ozuna trade, and he might okay. be something. Yeah, you know, I right. wish they would. Uh, wish they give him more of a chance. I don't think he's gonna break spring with uh, break training. Uh, yeah. Break spring training with the team when <laughs> spring it was because they training camp got football and baseball mixed up there for a bit. You imagine Jorge Alfalo, by the way he's another guy I like but not he's not Raimundo he's not Sanchez not someone you're gonna build your team around. Oh no, but uh, Alcantara well, I'm just is the trying guy. to find something here. <laughs> Al- out of all the trades they've made, Alcantara might be the guy that brings back something. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Brinson. I just don't know. I just mm-hmm. don't know if he's gonna make uh, if he's anywhere near justify the Yellich deal. Stanton, we know they give a, they gave away to get rid of the contract, right? That's mm-hmm. what they did there. So it's it's funny they had you know they had four great players, Ramudo, Stanton, Ozuna, and Fernandez. We know Fernandez had the uh, unfortunate death. Stanton, mm-hmm. they had they had the trade to get rid of the contract, you know, and the Ozuna and Yellich deals. Right now, they remain to be seen here. Alcantara may be the only player you have from those four.
2: All right, rebuild the Marlins with Alcantara at the center of it. Alcantara and Brinson. We'll see what Derek Jeter could do. (laughs) We'll be right back with more
0: Roto experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning, just a few days away from opening day, George. I could just picture the uh, Yankee ground crew when they do this,
1: like after the oh, fifth and inning I know. or so. right, Let's yeah. move on from that, please. I'm not, I'm not so sure how much I liked it when, they were, when it was back in, I don't want to say in style, but when they first started. Right. God. Just drag right, the well. infield, please. and get
2: off the field, right? So uh, once you're done drafting your season-long fantasy baseball teams and the Major League Baseball season is in full swing, it's time to swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com, who is looking to make someone their eighth, that's eighth millionaire winner. If you are playing MLB, DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel and not using DailyRoto.com to help set your lineups, you're doing it wrong. Save 10% on winning MLB DFS advice with an early bird special using promo code FNTSY where you'll get lineup alerts and weather updates, fantasy projections, and millionaire-creating lineup optimizers. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% early bird discount today. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, about 15 uh, minutes, you got uh, my buddy Camp Stewart and uh, this man uh, alongside of me here, uh, George Kurtz, with Weekend Fantasy Update. What could the good listeners expect to hear today, my man George Kurtz?
1: I can't get YMCA out of my head now. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's all It's uh, going in my head now is what? Well, well, just think of the—they also recorded Macho
2: Man and, uh, let's see, uh, in, the in the Navy—, Navy. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff there.
1: They are catchy tunes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I don't like the uh I don't I don't I don't like it. I just I just can't get it out of my head now. This is this If is you had to be Sean's a mod- if, fault.
2: if you had to be a village uh, person, uh, who would you be? Would you be the Indian, uh the construction worker,
1: who would you be? What oh, was the Indian, the construction worker, the police officer, and what's the other guy? Yeah. The, what's uh, the other one? The cowboy. Well, the other one there's – no, well,
2: I don't think there's, there's a cowboy. There's a guy that's no, dressed. I guess he's a biker. Maybe he's all in black and got the black cap.
1: Oh, alright,
2: right. Yeah, I could picture you with that. Yeah.
1: No, I can't ride a can't ride a motorcycle, so I can't be that. Uh, not uh, Indian. Uh, can you ride a bicycle? I got, God, I haven't done that. In, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, they, they say, it's <laughs> like riding a bike. You never forget, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if uh, if you never forget. I haven't ridden a bicycle in ooh decade two. Really. really? Yeah. i don't have a bike i mean i don't have right. one here i never yeah. had one when i lived in an apartment we're gonna put it so right. uh yeah it's been a while yeah, it's wow. been a while I my, like my kids bike. have my yeah. kids have bikes but they're too small for mm-hmm. me but uh, mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind now see now i want to ride a bike later see if i can do this thing there you uh, go there you go it'll be your fourth, right uh, buy a bike
2: <laughs> buy one of those 70s uh, with the banana seats you know the, the, the oh, long so, seats There. are <laughs> so, un-
1: so uncomfortable <laughs> god at least they had a Huffy back then. At least they had the nice uh, cushiony seats.
2: Hmm. I had an Apollo racer back in the day.
1: <laughs> but, that's, uh, no, my, mine uh, The one I remember was, was definitely, uh, I think it was Huffy, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Huffy was a
2: brand, I think, yeah. and it had Some of them had speeds, right? Like three speed or five speed or whatnot.
1: I guess we're reliving our youth. But Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, said, I wouldn't would mind. I, it's been, been forever since I've ridden a bike. Yeah, you know, or mm-hmm. a uh, I I don't think I've ever I've never driven I've never driven a uh, uh or ridden a, a, on a, on a motorcycle or a motorbike. Uh, I, I I did a passenger on one, but never really rode mm-hmm. on myself. I probably would kill myself. I know people who have I know people who have done it, but uh, I haven't. Uh I think I'd be I've seen come a moped. Like a, a you know, we rented
2: mopeds we were in Key West, Florida a few years back. A lot of fun. But not oh, a, a motorcycle. I, I think I would like to try riding a motorcycle, but haven't yet. But um, mopeds in Key West, pretty cool.
1: I think I'd prefer be a little afraid. You know? I'm so used to being, in, you know, so used to being in a car oh. where you're, you're protected by steel and glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, well, maybe Gabe's right. A maybe bike. you don't leave the compound. I leave the compound, Came It's not on a motorcycle. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Is Gabe driving a motorcycle? I don't know. Maybe uh, he, he, he looks a tight, doesn't he? You can see him with. Uh, all the motorcycle <laughs> gear, that he would do it. That's Gabe Morensi we're talking about, by the way. Yes. Uh, who makes fun of me that I, I he, he thinks I never leave the compound. It's uh, <laughs> just so not true. I'm going, going to the gym later. I'll be leaving, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'd be afraid on a motorcycle. I do. A uh, hmm. little worried until I got used to it anyway. You, you, you like being in control of things. Car, I know how to control a car. I'm a good driver. I like, mm-hmm. like driving. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle, I have no freaking clue.
2: All right, well. I think it was the Harley I was going to get you for your birthday. All right. Damn. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's talk some more baseball. Uh, the, the end of the show. Uh, NL Central. Uh, Brewers were ninety-six and sixty-seven last season. Eighty-six and a half is their over-under. Uh, they got some concerning news, uh, Mister Closer Guru Corey Knebel, slight tear in his right elbow. Uh, still uh, going to get some additional. Uh, opinions, ulnar, collateral, ligament damage. Ugh. Uh, TJ or rehab, uh, I guess we'll see, but uh, uh that's why they're, they're talking maybe Craig Kimbrell as maybe an option for them.
1: Well, they have multiple injuries there. Uh, as far as go, you're right, uh, evil Kniebel. Uh Mm. He's got – what they're trying to determine now, apparently he always had a tear there. And listen, all athletes probably have tears there. It's the uh, degree right. of tear. Has it expanded? Has it gotten mm-hmm. – more, more? how much worse has it? Was it a 20% tear and now it's 45 you know, what was it, 45, now it's 65. You know, it's that sort of thing they have to determine here. Can he pitch to rehab? Tanaka can, although Tanaka's lost velocity. Adam Wainwright was able to until he completely tore it. So, bottom line is, you just don't know. Either way, he be- he's going to begin the season on the IL. I'd be shocked mm-hmm. if he doesn't. He yeah. hasn't pitched in a while. He'll have right. to begin the season on the IL. Uh, Jeffress is also out for them. I know what yes. you're thinking. Oh, Hater, no problem. But they don't want Hater in that role. They want Hayden to be in a Dylan Patantis role where he can get four or five outs. Then he can pitch in the seventh inning and the eighth, or even the sixth and the seventh. Once again, give Mm -hmm. you those multiple outs when you really need them because he's that dominant. Uh, But right now, he's going to have to begin as the closer. Now, it could be where he, once again, he pitches four or five outs, the eighth of the ninth, but that's what he's going to have to do here. Uh, But this is also why you're hearing about Kimbrel, and it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. I mean, I think Knievel eventually is going to be out for the year. Right, And then you're you down at a reliever anyway. You're down at one of your best relievers, if not uh, you know, one of the better closers in the game. So there's an issue here. I think it makes sense. But obviously, they couldn't come down to contract terms. Or maybe it's just Kimber wants to go back to Atlanta. He knows they're interested and he'd rather play there. Used to play there. Maybe still has a home there. Who the hell knows? That sort mm-hmm. of thing here. But I was surprised. I'm still surprised Kimber had to sign with somebody. You know, uh, once again, I, we all know his contract demands were so out of whack. He went at right, six that, years that, over a hundred million. It all depends on if he's
2: come down a little bit,
1: <laughs> you know, from from his demands. Maybe that's that's part of it. He better have because he's not getting enough. He near it, right? <laughs> the right. right. man had to be replaced during the World Series last year because he had no idea where home plate was. He just picked mm-hmm. the wrong year to demand this.
2: Right, I agree.
1: With let you. me let me ask so you, what you this. We, let me ask yes. you this. I mean, doesn't the fact that Boston has made no effort to resign them. Tell you something. What do they know? They've made. They're going into the uh, this season with their their closes at Ryan Brazier and Matt Barnes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. This team has no bullpen. Yet they've made no effort to sign Kimball. Uh, yes, some yeah. of it is because they're trying to save money. They knew they would have to resign Sale. He's got the man the, uh, yeah. the monster contract. They're gonna have to give out. I don't know how much the Mookie bets. Four hundred million. You know, he has to be resigned. Xander Bogarts is up this year. He's going to have to be resigned, and maybe they don't resign him. You know, so they have a lot of contracts coming up here, and maybe that's also another reason why they haven't made much of an effort in Kimbrel, feeling it's uh, easier to replace a closer than it is at these other positions. And they're right, by the way, as far as that's concerned. I'm just surprised they've made, especially now that his price, his price must have calmed down, come down now. It, it had get, to have. I mean, come on. Right? Could you get <laughs> yeah. him at one year, $10 million?
2: Uh, uh you know uh, remains to be seen uh, we'll see I mean I'm sure he's not going to sit out the season he's not You, you, know, you would I mean, think not yeah so What would you think about the Red uh, Red Sox, by the way, since you brought them up? uh, Sale, does it make you uh, more comfortable, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, you you figure that the Red Sox did their due diligence in terms of, because there's always been, like, questions. Is there an underlying injury that, you know, we we have to worry about with sale? Uh, Does it make you more comfortable, let's say, if you're a sale owner in fantasy or going into a draft, you know, within the next few days saying, hey, you know, got the stamp of approval from the Red
1: Sox, uh, you know. Does it make me more comfortable? Uh, I guess I get where you're going with this, and the answer would be yes, because mm-hmm. they're not giving out 150 million, 145 million dollars. <laughs> That's new money. I know this being right. reported as 160. That yeah. uh, 15 million includes this year, so it's 145 mm-hmm. million new money. They're not giving that out unless they did. They believe he's going to stay healthy, but still, right. you know it. I know it. Last couple of years, man, end of the end of the season, he's had problems. You know, he yes. can't make it through. You know, so he's slight build. You know, he's built like Pedro Martinez, same sort of thing, slight build. He's not built like Roger Clemens, that big, you know, burly, monster legs, that sort of thing. But, you know, you look at it still. The numbers may not be the same, but he makes his starts. You know, 27 starts last year, 32, 32, 31 were the years Mm -hmm. before that. So I'm not all that concerned. I still would uh, draft him, uh, top five starting pitchers. But if you're asking me, would I take him or maybe somebody, you know, I'd rather have Verlander. You know, Nola would probably rather have Nola. Right, so, I, mm-hmm. I do have some concerns there, but not not crazy concerns. Right, right. So, the 86 and a half of the Brewers, uh, over or uh, under? I mean, they've got problems already. They're going to hit more, have more problems. The starting staff scares me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's a good number. Love the offense. <laughs> Lo- love the offense. They're going to hit. They're going to win yeah. a lot of 9-8 games. Yeah, they're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Give me the over slightly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Cubs have an eighty-eight and a half
2: uh, over under. They uh, won ninety-five games uh, games last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, how much longer do you think Joe uh, Madden could be their manager? Do you think that
1: his time? you think doesn't it seem like they're getting tired of him? Yes, I think they are getting. I mean, it's amazing, right? They they win a World Series, right? The first time in forever. You would think he'd yeah. be a god there, but he does yeah. so many weird things. Yeah, he does so many weird. He it's hard to trust what he does because mm-hmm. he does so many, so much out of the box thinking. And listen, I, I like out of the box thinking, I do, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. You don't need to do the out of the box thinking, and he does it over and over and over again. So I do have some concerns there uh, with him. I think this is his last year, depending on where the, how far the Cubs go if they make the playoffs and how deep they go into it. And I don't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, and their outfield: Schwarber, Almora, Hayward. Ugh. No, not yeah. a lot of offense there. Ian Happ he just got damage. sent down. That was a shock. He was not happy about it. Yeah. Get it? Right. Not hap, happy? Happy? Yeah, very right, good. Man. I like it. I you're like right. it. But don't bump. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. But it comes down to this. And you're starting rotation. Lester, Hendricks, Hamels, Udarvis went healthy. Quintana. I mean, there's no ace there. Yeah, you people trying to, of... try to make a
2: case for Quintana.
1: I mean, I, it, oh, it's terrible. Like, so he's, he's three.
2: That's years ago. three That's
1: three years ago for me. Yeah, exactly. At best. Yes. Listen, the Cubs are trying to justify trading Aloy Jimenez for him. That's going to end up being mm-hmm. a big mistake. As Quintana yes. is not what they thought they were getting. He's nowhere near an ace. They have a whole bunch of mm-hmm. number three starters here. That's really what it is. The bullpen's already a mess, right? Morrow's out until at least May. Strope, they hope to have him back by opening day, but that's iffy. You yeah, know, so mm-hmm. they've they've got some issues. Uh, the Cubs do. They they do have some issues there. They're going to have to work out here. Um, I have them under. I don't think they make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. I don't. I think they go under.
2: How much of a regression do you uh, take out of uh, Javier ba- Baez? I mean, uh, still going pretty high in drafts, like a second round. But uh you worried about his
1: uh, free-swinging ways? you think that finally catches up to him? Well, he has the old 11th Commandment rule, right? Thou shalt not pass without being swung at. Yeah, and he likes to swing, which works sometimes. But you'd like to see a little bit more uh, plate awareness, you know, and not to swing at everything. And I mean everything. Because uh, mm-hmm. pitches once again, they'll start to the pitch around him a bit. Yeah, you know, so uh, uh, bottom line is this: I'm not worried about him. I'll take him. You know, I like the fact that he's eligible. It seems like everywhere, second short, third. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have some worries. Right, uh, Cardinals 88 and 74 last year, uh, 88
2: over under. Uh, guy that intrigues me on this team, Harrison Bader. I think his his uh, glove. Is going to keep him in the everyday starting lineup? I know Tyler O'Neill was given uh, some love because he's been hitting a lot of home runs in spring training. But uh, any thoughts about Harrison Bader in terms of, uh, you know, a little power, a little uh, speed combination there?
1: His nickname has to be Master, right? Has to oh. be. I mean, come <laughs> on. You, you know locker sure room humor as much as I do. There's no way he's uh, yeah. not Master. I'm sure he took a lot
2: of grief. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, and his dad, too, uh, and his uncles. Uh,
1: yeah. Every oh. male in that beta family. Right? <laughs> A lot of masters. A lot yeah. of masters. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's funny. You know, uh, I don't know how this ever comes up. When you we were younger, you know, my my godmother always used to send me, uh, when, she, uh, when she sent me birthday cards or Christmas cards or whatever, it was always, you know, master before my right. name. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, do you do that with Harrison? Master Harrison ah. Bader. I mean, really? Do you, do you do it? You know, you do uh, it and I, you
2: I, kind of, you know, giggle like
1: you know, <laughs> as, you, as you put. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He right. <laughs> you <know>? said master, <laughs> right? <you know. laughs> uh, so I don't know. Just uh, strange. Anyway, Cardinals. Law like what they've done. Uh, you had Goldschmidt, then you resign him. That's fantastic. Carpenter, I think I'll have a. I don't know what happened his first half last year, but he was great in the second half. DeJong, I'm fine with that. Shortstop sure, Colton Wong, you can live with those two. A you, you, I know you, uh, you like Bader. I don't know what they're going to get out of Dexter Fowler. I think Tyler O'Neill mm-hmm. has to play. He was one of their top prospects, so he has yeah. to play. And I don't think it's going to be center field. I think it is probably right field. So I think Fowler is the one he's going to push for there. Or maybe Fowler goes to center, Bader can't play, and O'Neill oh. takes over there. Either way, uh, I think O'Neill has to play eventually. Like the starting staff, Nicholas Flaherty, Wainwright, Walker Hudson. It's not great. It's not, mm-hmm. but at least you got a nice uh, top two here. Jordan Hicks is going to be your closer there, and the man yeah, throws hard. Nice. And I mean hard, hundred five, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was able to get in, in earlier drafts. I always believed in him. Uh, in earlier mm-hmm. March, I was able to get him for a song. Again, get him sixteenth, seventeenth mm-hmm. round. His ADP is coming up much higher now, as everyone else realizes that he's going to be the closer there. Miller might get some mm-hmm. saves as well. You know, and the teams have heavy left-handed lineup, and he wasn't the he wasn't needed earlier in the game. But Hicks is the guy you want there. Yep. So uh the 88 over under for them, for the cards. Man, it's a high number. Uh, once again, I'll give them over as well, but it'll be slightly over. Mm. I like it like in uh yeah, well, what he's been doing, and uh,
2: I think he could end up uh, f- being a full breakout guy. So what are your traditions for uh, opening day, George?
1: Nothing Thursday, like opening day. Nothing mm-hmm. like opening day in baseball. Yeah, you, know, you know, you know me, Joe. I'm a football guy. I'm a hockey guy, but baseball mm-hmm. opening day is uh, it's special. You know, it, mm-hmm. it'll feel special. I'll open up the Yankee Stadium again. I know it's not the old Yankee Stadium, but with all the bunting that'll be going around there, Yankees should be a great team playing Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I have any interest. I'm watching the games, obviously. You know, the games mm-hmm. will start at 1 o'clock. I'll have all the TVs up here. I'll be home. I'm roughing that night, so I won't get to watch too many of the night games uh, as I won't get home. Mm-hmm. But uh, just enjoying the games. I'll probably order a pizza or get a sandwich, something like that, there and you enjoy go. That's my routine. A, a couple of hot dogs, maybe? All right. Well, enjoy it, George. Uh, good talking to you. Uh,
2: thanks for hanging out. Thanks for Sean. A great uh, job producing our show, Roto Experts, in the morning. Uh, stay tuned for Weekend Fantasy Update. you got Cam Stewart, my friend uh, George Kurtz as well. And we'll check you out next weekend. Enjoy opening day, people.